Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, June 8th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, all here on your little chilly outside Thursday morning. Feels nice for June outside, if I do say so myself. No better way to get your day started than popping by a Thornton's. Make sure that you are a Freshman Rewards member. You will save time and money, most importantly, money, each and every time you fill up at the pump, and then you'll get special offers for all the goodies they have inside. And we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Everybody that's been listening to Kentucky Roll Call for any amount of time knows we start every show with the question of the day. This, This will be no different today. That question is? Ellie De La Cruz hit a home run. This was actually a Thornton's text line question, but we were going to do it anyways. He hit a home run last night. It was a bomb. He crushed it. Hit it so hard, made it look so effortlessly, and it was in the back row of the upper, like, he hit it to the back row of the stands at Great American Ballpark in right field. Yeah, if he had any muscle at all, he probably would have hit it out of the park. And I'm being <laughs> facetious, but like he nearly almost hit it out of the park. It was the last row. And he didn't even look like he was swinging that hard. It appeared like a bunch of high school bros who probably just tried to get some of the cheapest tickets that they could get while like also maybe conceivably in the home run zone decided to sit there. One of the bros gets it. The KRC question of the day, we start every show with it. What's your asking price? What are you? What are you giving? What are you giving? What do you? What do you need to give that ball up? What do you have the Reds or Ellie? Because you know Ellie doesn't have a ton of cash right now. What's your asking price? That's the question of the day. We want to hear from you on the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Nick Roush, how was your Wednesday? How are you doing this morning? Um, I, I've had a a very fine Wednesday. It was very productive. It was one of those days where I, um. You know, got got some work work done and then was doing the like, all right, let me check off a bunch of to-do list things. Um, so I was kind of running around town, made like four or five pit stops. So very productive. Um, 
we got the the summer ball moving in the right direction. Um, I I did make one quick mistake, but when you're you're trying to schedule diaper parties and then there's birthday parties, sometimes sometimes they they cross over and you don't mean to, so you got to adjust. But we adjusted on the fly. Um, clipped in for the cats for about a quarter last night too, and uh, yeah, it was it was a solid Wednesday overall. Solid Wednesday. Um, Scoots. Kicking around the room, around the world. How was life in Scooterland? It was good. I, uh, you'll be happy to know that I ended up staying up for the end of the NBA game last wow, night. Wow! So did it. yeah, Congrats, I, I'm finally an adult. I think I can make my own decisions and stay up till the end of the game, despite being super tired today. That's okay. It's gonna, it's gonna all be worth it. I've got an easy day. Just a little, little radio producing here, and then bats play at 12:05 today. So hoping they can stay hot and give me a good game today, and I'll be done by about three. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to today. Wednesday was good as well. TJ, how are you? I'm good. I, I'm good. I, I woke up at like 5:30, and I was like, "Do I want to get up? Get up? Be productive? I've, I've been so busy this week." I haven't had time to do my normal workouts. Well, I, I guess haven't made the time to do the normal workouts. I was like, maybe the, you get up early, you, you work out for the first time this week. That doesn't sound too shabby, does it? And then I was like, nah, no, no, no. Just go back <laughs> to sleep. So it, it was a wake up at the alarm to get ready for the radio show this morning type mm. of morning. But I'm not mad about that. And feel good, excited for the day. Weather's going to be beautiful. Was working a lot yesterday, but did watch the NBA game. Pretty much a stinker, unfortunately. The first quarter was exciting. I thought we may be treated to a good game. Second, The first half was good, I guess I should say, because it, it was pretty much back and forth. It looked like it was maybe going to go into the locker room tied, but it, it, the, the, the Nuggets took a, a narrow lead, but then it was pretty much all Denver from there. Yeah. A little bit of like a, a push from Miami late in the game, I think, to get it to nine, where it was kind of like, okay, maybe, not impossible. Uh, but just not enough juice. And the Nuggets regain home court advantage, go back up in the series 2-1. to one, And I really feel like the Heat need Tyler Hero. They just need they need another weapon. Well, they need another option. It doesn't sound like he's going to be ready. They just also need their stars to not stink. And last night, for the first time, Bam Adebayo, he stunk. Um, let me pull it up real quick here. 22 shots to get 21 points. And when he missed that first bucket of the game, like a reverse layup, you, I don't know. I, I got the feeling, bam, what's what's going on here? He was just – he was off last night. And so was Jimmy Butler, 24 shots to get 28 points. Only one made three. Um, those guys just have to be better. I know that in their the game two that they won, a lot of it came down to some of their role players stepping up and hitting some big threes. But – that it, it only works. The role player thing only works if your stars are playing like stars. Uh, so Christian Brown, he had an awesome uh, fourth quarter there. I mean, it felt like four or five possessions in a row there for the Nuggets. He was scoring. He finished with 15. But his 15 are only consequential because Jamal Murray had 34 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds. And then Jokic had – or no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that was right. 34, 10, and 10. And Jokic had 32, 10 assists, and 21 rebounds. Like, they were absolutely insane. So, um, that that's why, I like, Scoots, I know you were 
um, of the belief. I, I think you were still nugs in five after this weekend. Yeah. I think the Heat are good enough to get one more win out of this. Um, but last night, just th- there was no there was no touch in the Denver Nuggets. They were they were incredible. Could not be stopped with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic playing the way they were. Well, and hats off to Denver for going into Miami during a whiteout and getting that done. I I was asking Gil last night, is there what what other sports atmospheres can you think of when they have like color nights that are just at the top of the food chain in terms of that? Because I, I think Miami's got to be in consideration for the best in the country and and of of all the big four sports. Well, not not a bit not a big four sport, but yeah, I think Rash was about to say my answer. I think Penn State does it probably. Better no, that's than a good one. Else. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, and I, I would say too that Tennessee in uh, in their little renaissance, their checkerboard out is very cool. Um, they did it against the Cats last year, and it ended horribly. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't. I feel like the T-shirt thing has kind of gone out of fashion, though, kind of out of style. Well, the people are still doing it, so it clearly hasn't gone out of style. But it's I don't, it's, I don't it's know. not as frequent, I don't think. Uh, in college, I disagree with you, but I don't know if there's another big four sports team that does it sit it at, at all. Like maybe once every blue moon, but at the Heat, that's just kind of like you wear white to the Heat games. That's kind of their thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I couldn't it's, think of I couldn't think of another one last night that really stood out. So. Hey, I there's, wanted nobody, there's nobody in baseball. Like, just there's not enough people to really do it. And right. then you could do it maybe in the playoffs, but usually it could be cold in some places and just not overly realistic to do it there. In, uh, NHL, I don't know NHL enough to know if that's like a regular thing, but I, I imagine you probably could do it there. So that playoff games, they have packed crowds. I could see that maybe being a thing in the NHL, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. And then NFL – no team really does it. Uh, you probably could get away with it if you wanted to do it once every so often, but off the top of my head, I can't think of an NFL team that does that that has done it or does it certainly that has that does it regularly. So uh, it's probably the Heat alone in that. And then I feel like a ton of colleges do it. U of L does it every other game. It yeah, seems like. true, very true. Which I'm I'm all right with it. Like, but you got to do it the right way. You've got to organize it in enough time. And you can't just like four days before the game be like, all right, everybody, wear white to this game. It's like, well, it's probably not going to work that way. I mean, a lot of people may, but not everybody. And for a color out to really hit and look good on TV, you got to have everybody doing it. And Roush, I do think that there is the novelties worn off on it a little bit where you're seeing more, let's checker the place, let's stripe it out. And people forget, UK, at least as far as I can remember, one of the first colleges to do that back in 2007 against Florida when game day was in town for basketball. They had the end zones, I think, wear white, and then the the sidelines wear blue. So it was a pretty simple and basic sort of setup, uh, and it went okay. It, went, it was solid, but it wasn't perfect. It was still kind of a new concept to a lot of folks. People were like, ah, well, I've got a white shirt. I'm just going to wear that. I don't care what section you say I'm sitting in. Oh, and the shirts even that they handed out spelled out C-A-T-S, which was kind of cool. Ooh, uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I just I, remember locally the, the first the first big one I remember was when Louisville played West Virginia on a Thursday night, and they did the blackout. That was a good one. That was cool. Yeah. 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 They, 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 did a, they did a good it, job on that one. It also felt like that was one of those things, too, where they didn't play anybody for so long and it got talked about. So people people were prepared. You know, they had even had black uniforms for the first time. 
Um, so that, that, that was uh, an all-timer. I feel like that's usually the best way to go um, is to, I mean, because it's different, right? Just doing the, the blackout. Um, but uh, Kentucky fans never really uh, bought all the way in. Yeah, we've had we've had some solid like uh, we've had some solid ones. That South Carolina win with the Grove with the Grove Street party that was a pretty solid blackout. Yeah, that was pretty solid. Yeah. I, um. Didn't they yeah, blew Didn't they blew out Georgia for one of those? Maybe an eighteen. Yeah, they they blew out one, and then remember they tried doing checkerboard one time, and that was that was bad. Kind of got not. blown out ourselves, but um, yeah. Yeah, well, anyways, congrats Um, to the Heat for losing and going down, but at least your Mm -hmm. crowd looked good doing it. Uh, Even though they, I mean, they they did leave. Getting a two-minute head start on the game being over in the NBA Finals, is are you really missing that much traffic? I mean. South Beach. More people probably left then than actually if you stayed till the end of the game. So I would think, actually, if you just waited, traffic would be – easier who's to say i don't know the 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 miami traffic patterns but yes everybody did clear out of there in in a hurry uh which i don't i feel like if i was going to an nba finals game i would i'd be there the whole time yeah yeah, i'd be like i'm gonna soak all this in i don't really care if my team wins or loses but i would imagine for a lot of those folks it'll be like all right well we'll be back on friday so no, no big deal. We'll see you then. In which case, it's like, then what is the harm in leaving a little bit early? But that's they, they do they do play again on Friday. You, you get the sense, though, if Miami doesn't win that one, Denver's probably not losing game five back in Colorado, um, which is always confusing to me. I always can't remember because do they do the 2-3-2 two, two, or is it the 2-2-1-1-1? Two, two, it is the two two one 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 this duration. I feel like it's gone back and forth. I feel like between MLB or hockey yeah. or NBA, it's hard to remember which one does which. I think the MLB does the two three two, and that's what throws us off. I kind of like the two three two. I do uh, as well. I, I I like the idea. Like, I think the reason they don't like it is because like, oh well, the team that's underseeded gets three straight home games. That's such a major advantage baloney first and foremost i think you can make a case that it's a like it's hard to win three games straight so that means if you're expecting a team at the highest level to be able to win three games straight if they don't do it then they've lost one of their home games which is that's crucial losing home games is how you lose series for the most part Uh, if miami hadn't lost their home game last night they'd be in a pretty pretty solid spot to take care of business at home. So I think you can even make a case that it's a disadvantage for the teams that have the three. And I also just think it's probably better for the product altogether if you just get the players getting to chill in the same location for a week or six days versus jumping three days, then jumping back on a plane, then jumping back on a plane, then jumping back on a plane. Uh, I just think it probably would make for better product, although that's subjective you don't know if you necessarily have a sample size to prove that but that's that's my logic behind it i um i think some of that part of it that's nice too is that when they start bouncing back and forth it drags the series out a little bit longer so yeah and you know uh you mentioned the de la cruz off the top that's making baseball around here a little bit more fun 
but for the most part, once this ends, <laughs> there's not a whole lot left. So I wouldn't mind if they drug this out, you know, till next week, right, with game six or seven. So that'd be, that'd be yeah. Nice. Well, I'm I'm I mean I'm all for the series going longer. I just want good games, but uh, they will play Friday, and then Monday. Thursday, and, and then if Thursday happens Thursday. to be Sunday. Yes. Thursday and Sunday won't be needed. Oh, I think, Scoots. I think Scoots may be right. I, I said six, so I guess I'll still... Well, you I'll you still only said six that. to be different than us. I feel like you wanted to say five. I'm five or six. I mean, I was torn between five or six. So if two on the radio show go before me and say five, I was fine settling on six. Sure. Uh, and then when they won game two, I was feeling pretty good about my, my six prediction. But it, it'll come down to tomorrow night. If the Heat can't steal that win, then it'll it'll be over in five. If they do, obviously, then then it could potentially go seven. But I, I would feel better about my six prediction. But there's the schedule the rest of the way. Tyler Hero still not cleared to play or you know do basketball activities. They're not sure when that's going to be. Uh, the the early the early speculation was game three. Well, that was last night. He didn't play, so you're probably going to hear rumblings and rumors before every game the rest of the way until he does or does not play. But broken hands, especially in your shooting hand, that's yeah. that's tough. Uh, even even once like the pain goes away, you're just going to be incredibly rusty, and your your hand's going to feel a little different probably going to take a little while to really get the form and the feeling back into your shot. So even if he does get cleared to, to play, is he going to be able to do enough to make a huge difference? If he's just normal Tyler Hero, then yeah, that's an absolute series changer in my opinion. I just would be a little skeptical that you would get normal Tyler Hero, even if he does get cleared to play. And it almost just feels like, at this point, he won't play game four, and then you'll get people talk, well, will he come back game five? Will he come back game five? But as Roush mentioned, the longer this goes, more time in between games, not impossible. But uh, you, you feel like if the Heat have any chance at all to be able to to win this series, they're going to need another score or another weapon because you saw last night when their superstars aren't superstar and they don't really have a chance. Um, I was scrolling through the box score, though. Saw a name from the past. Got one minute there late. Uh, Omer Yurt Seven, remember, remember that guy? I do. I remember the old Yurt yeah. Seven, one yeah. of Villanova's finest or NC State's finest. I thought you were going yeah. with Udonis Haslam. Oh no! Everybody knows Udonis Haslam. He got a minute uh, as well, which is really sad. That that's great. Glad glad he got a little bit of clock. Um, but Yurt Seven was a UK recruit there fall, ended up at NC State, uh, transferred to Georgetown. It's like, oh, I remember that. Because he was a he was a June content guy, he would have been a late mm-hmm. late ad, but uh, ultimately yeah, said, decided I, against it. I said Villanova instead of Georgetown, but started started the journey there at NC State. Yeah, NC State fans are probably like, man, don't give us the mysterious good big that doesn't work out for us. Between uh, Isaiah Miranda and Omar Yurt Seven, those were both like late additions that. A lot of mystery around them, and yeah, it didn't work out. Why was it sad that Udonis Haslam played a minute, Scoots? I mean, I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, the dude's played in seven games this season, and now it's like, oh, this is his last season. We've got a minute left in game three. Let's get him out there. I don't know. If I'm if I'm Udonis at this point, I'm just like, I'm good. 
Can I just keep my hoodie on and sit on the bench? I don't like there's no point in me going in there. He's 42 years old. And and that's that was kind of why it upset me because he became the oldest player to play in an NBA Finals game. So it's almost like they had it set up the whole time like all right, Udonis, we're not going to play you at all during the whole playoffs, but once we get to the finals, we've got that record for you to get, so we're going to throw you in for the last minute of, of game three, if that's cool with you. Hell no, that ain't cool with me. I mean, it is, I guess it is cool to say that you're the oldest player to play in an NBA finals game, but you didn't play in an NBA finals game. You came in for BS minute dribbling around and a couple fouls. Like, that's it. I think by the record book, that's playing. I don't know. I don't see He's it in that the way. Mix. I don't see it that way. He's a 42-year-old that's still hanging around the NBA, and obviously he's just there strictly for locker room presence. He's basically a, a player assistant coach. We yeah. have people that play as little as he does at that age. But he's still kicking. Like, how many people from the 2002 draft are still around, Scoots? That's incredible when you say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I've always liked Udonis Aslan. I don't have anything against him. I just I think it's bogus that he's able to say that he's the oldest player to play in a finals game when he didn't play. So, that's it. The, well, he, he played, though. He played. That's what we. That's playing. And did he even rack up any stats? Like, Who any cares? at all? Who yeah, cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Scoots. He's cashing checks. He's heat culture. He's a bench coach. All right, well, well, then I'll I'll pipe down and let him enjoy that 63 seconds of greatness that he had last night. <laughs> it, it, it's a record of greatness. It's, <laughs> it's record-breaking, which probably won't last for forever, I would imagine. But I think that's kind of cool. Like, if you're not going to play and you're just basically – like, your role is to be a coach, not to play basketball. If you're kind of throwing a bone, a little cool piece of history – I think that's neat. Maybe it'd be a little cooler if they had done it in a win where like the crowd could celebrate him instead of just everybody already being gone. But yeah. Uh, and that's unfortunate because when you get blowouts like that, you, you can't really talk necessarily about the X's and O's or the final few minutes of the game. You have to talk about whether or not Udonis Haslam was worthy of getting 63 <laughs> seconds on the court and it did it dictate his playing or not. Uh, so thanks a lot. Nuggets and Heat. do get, do more games too, less game threes. Hey, I won my bet, though, so I'm happy about that. I won mine yeah, as well. You did, did, it. did you go Nuggets and under? I did not. I just went Nuggets. Mine are given two and a half. So mm. I just kept it kept it simple, stupid, I, and was happy to hit finally. I'd been on a little cold streak. I did the same, but I added the under with it, which also hit with ease. So, yeah, fun night. By the way, couldn't bet on sports or horses in Texas for the four days I was there. Oh, God. That sounds like hell. Dumb. Like I was like I was like certainly they have sports gambling. I'll get on my DraftKings app and it was like no, sorry, you can't. I was like oh man, just gonna be stuck betting the ponies I guess. And then I open up TVG and it's like no, sorry, you can't. So I texted my buddy who lives in Texas and I was like what the hell is this about? And he was like yeah, yeah, it sucks, but I don't think Louisiana's too far away from you if you want to just drive across state lines. I was like, well, with everything being so far apart in Texas, it probably would be an easy drive. But uh, no, I, I'll, I'll just guess I won't have to gamble this weekend. Damn it. Let me guess. Um, they have casinos. Do you casinos? know the TVG workaround? Or? To answer Roush's no, to answer Scoots, couldn't understand you. Uh, I said, let me guess. They, have, they probably have casinos where you can go and play blackjack, roulette, stuff like that. You know, I'm not 100% sure about that in Texas, but I would—I hmm. I didn't see any around Houston, but 
It's a good question. I don't know if they have any casinos in Texas. Hmm. The, there is horse racing there. Um, I'm not sure what time of year Lone Star Park uh, is racing. But, uh, yeah, uh, if you ever want to – if you're ever in a state that doesn't have legal horse betting, don't get on the app. Get on your web browser because all they ask for you to do is choose which state you're in. So you just say you're in Kentucky or some legal state, and boom, bada boom, bada bam, you're in. Oh, the old wink, wink. Yep, that's lying. Yep, that's Rush. That's lying. It's uh, it's it's much more functional on a actual like laptop or something, but you can do it from your Safari on your phone or whatever as well. Hmm. So yeah, there you go. The more you know. Also, Express Bet somehow like basically gets around at that app, but I don't, I don't really use that. I did it once, but workarounds just as easy so. well thanks for the heads up had no yeah. clue uh now i'll never have to go six hours without gambling if i'm in another state so happy that you provided that with me no i was fine not betting it probably saved me money but uh, with the DraftKings and betting the nba i had been on a cold streak so it's nice to finally hit one yesterday we're going to answer the krc question of the day when we return we're going to take our first break the woodman on Twitter, he tweeted, and it was a post from, a, I guess, a UK fan Instagram account that says, if you look up the current student directory for Illinois State University, it says Antonio Reeves is currently an active student there. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Antonio- we've got more on that, too. We can talk about that after the break. Antonio Reeves back to Illinois State. No, that's not what this would mean, but we will talk about that. We'll answer the classic KRC question of the day. We do it every day. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. Head on over to ShadyRays.com for the best sunglasses in all the country. ShadyRays.com, polarized sunglasses, affordable price. They have all these great specials and deals going on. Uh, You can save 25% off when you use promo code BIGX. They've got the replacement pair promise, 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can also help feed hungry folks throughout America each and every time you buy, they're donating to Feed America. So you can buy great sunglasses, have great protection plans with them, and then also know that you're helping out the country and folks with food insecurity. So we love Shady Rays. You will as well. And do not forget that promo code Big X at checkout. Perfect for Father's Day. If you're kind of worrying about what, why not just get them a nice pair of sunglasses? Trust me. Go check out their website, ShadyRays.com. They've got a lot of great options there. Okay. Should we answer the question of the day? Um, should we, or should we? 
Talk about Antonio Reeves. Let's talk Antonio Reeves. Good point. Yeah, let's talk that. So a random Twitter account that I, or Instagram account that I'm not overly familiar with called UK Videos was the one who posted it. Roush sounds like he's got his own side side set of scuttlebutt. What do we got here? Well, the side scuttlebutt um, is that there's a guy who works, his name's David Mosley, I believe, works for Michigan's 24-7 website. And he shared something late last night, like, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, and then went on a Twitter space and said that Michigan has the money in place to be able to get Reeves once he gets into the portal. Uh, and now he would have to get in the portal, to, you know, those hoops must be jumped through, but uh, more and more kind of whispers that he's going elsewhere. And uh, that was in the way, like the the screenshot that we got sent, TJ, that was kind of being an online whispered thing yesterday. And people were wondering, wait, could he be at UK and at Illinois State? And I think if he, yes, like you can have multiple, uh, you, you can have dual enrollment. And it also might be a thing where, it's easier for him to graduate if he does take classes at Illinois State because you would just need to reach X amount of credit hours or something like that. So that could be um, what Reeves is trying to do right now. I would almost guarantee that's what he's doing. And I I have little to no confidence that Antonio Reeves is going to be back at UK. And it's going to be frustrating and it's going to suck. And, and, And it's not so much that, like, He's enrolled potentially at Illinois State taking classes. And again, we appreciate the Woodmen for sending that our way and allowing us to talk about. It. We're going to talk Antonio Reeves anyways, but that's it just kind of brings it full circle here. Like there's been so much rumor and scuttlebutt, and nobody from either side has addressed it. So, like, not that I thought that it was fake news that he was considering transferring. I think it was very real. I mean, it's obviously a hundred percent accurate that he's considering transferring or going somebody somewhere else, but you would think if things were ironed out or worked out, that'd be something that wouldn't take long. Like UK would go reach out to Antonio Reeves people and be like, Hell, Whoa, I didn't realize things were so shaky here. What's the number you need to meet? And realizing the importance of Antonio Reeves in this season, that UK would meet, quote-unquote, those demands, and everything would be settled and taken care of just like that. We heard nothing. Like, no insider since the deadline, which was now over a week ago. Since that deadline passed, no, we haven't heard. There hasn't been one iota of positive Antonio Reeves news. Now, granted, there hasn't been necessarily negative news. This is maybe the closest thing to it, because if he truly is enrolled at Illinois State, it is probably just to be able to graduate so he doesn't have to worry about a waiver and can transfer anywhere he wants just like that, which we've talked about over the course of the last several weeks. So this is maybe the first little ounce of bad news. Um, it's This isn't necessarily crushing in its own right. It's not him saying I'm going elsewhere, I'm leaving UK, but it's just been so quiet. I, 
I don't think it'd be this quiet if it was good news in UK's direction. You can make the case maybe UK's working on it and they're going to come back with the number for him, but they just need to make sure they've got their donors and blah, blah, blah all lined up to be able to, to pay him. I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. If UK was truly nervous about losing Antonio Reeves, you have the inside track on the guy. He lives in your city. He is your player. You would be able to go talk to him, say, all right, what are these other schools saying? What's the number that we need to match? And you'd be able to to match it. So I don't think Antonio Reeves will be back at Kentucky. I really, really hope to be wrong about that. And we'll I'm not I'm not talking from any inside information here, just piecing everything together. We would have heard something positive by now if if UK was prioritizing Antonio Reeves. Uh, yes, yes. Especially when I mean, if Kentucky was going to make the move that he needed to hear that was going to seal it, then he would have like that that would have been done by now, right? The the deadline was more than a week ago. Going this long without hearing anything, it's just bad. It's not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. So uh, <laughs> if if I feel like if he was just using that as a power play, then Kentucky would have responded a- accordingly. And instead, all we are hearing about is new players who are freshmen. And mm-hmm. uh, in fact, we're, we're not even hearing anything about them uh, just yet. It's we're waiting to hear about them because yesterday Jordan Burks was supposed to announce his decision. Um, and my favorite part was that he actually went, used the platform uh, to go on there and say, yeah, um, I'm actually announcing that I'm not committing today. Uh, Monday, it's going to happen. Um, I'm not freaking out or panicking or anything like that. Um, just because Hart and uh, the other guy, Santos, RL, they're, they're officially visiting today. Sounds like all three are just going to commit on Monday, um, and so that will be that. I don't, I don't know why he had to wait to do it with them, but I guess they wanted to have some ceremony. Whatever, it's your commitment. Uh, do what you want when you're popping. But um, yeah, uh, that that sounds like that's going to be the plan. These damn Gen Zs and their announcements of announcements. I know it's something that we've been talking about in recruiting for a long time. The announcements of the announcements. In this case, an announcement of no announcement. Classic KRC curse. We told you UK was going to get a commitment yesterday, and sure enough, they didn't get a commitment yesterday. <laughs> classic Keontae Goodwin situation. It's a, class, it's a classic Keontae Goodwin situation. Um, he's going to still be a cat. Everybody's saying such. That's fine. Uh, it sounds like UK is almost going to like plan for this big OTE Monday, Roush. Which <laughs> is just so... Oh, man. Uh, I'm... Yeah. I'm, you know, if you want to get excited about OTE Monday with Joey Hart, ball means I'm I'm good. I'll be fine. I'm, I I think adding these players is not a bad thing. I don't think it changes the big picture for this upcoming season necessarily. The flaws UK may have are still likely to be there, and the ceiling is unchanged for the most part. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. It maybe raises the floor slightly just because you have more bodies if things 
people get hurt potentially. But these are these are pieces you needed to have anyways. I do think it's something I've I've mentioned that people don't care about because it's so far away, and I totally understand. I do think it will probably soften the blow a little bit for the following season. Like Hart and Shepard are going to be back, and they'll probably be worth getting like slightly excited about that. And you'll still need to add more pieces there. But uh, it's and I don't think UK fans are really treating it any anything different, Roush, than what we just said. Like good, cool. But also, ew, still got some questions about the big picture of what we did with this roster here. Yep, yep, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't. I think few are content with how this offseason has gone, and adding three freshmen, I don't think is going to placate the masses. The concerns are still going to be there. Yeah, they 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 will. You'll worry about experience and veteran talent, and then you'll probably worry a little bit about depth. You know, these are depth pieces, but. Will the will three star UCF decommit be able to really provide a lot of depth? Um, but again, we mentioned it yesterday. Calipari is pretty much just doubling down, saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to win with these freshmen." Because if he's not able to win with these freshmen, I think he he's got to be able to see the writing on the wall that UK fans will just want something different or just a change of direction, and they will have totally lost faith in him being able to make UK a competitor at the highest level, which is something he was a no-brainer for in the, the early half of his, really just half of his tenure. But we, we'll see. Uh, I don't like the – and, again, I wasn't feeling great about Antonio Reeves back at UK for the last several days just since there had been so much quietness. But if he truly is enrolled back at Illinois State, it probably is like the – the nail in the coffin yeah, unless yeah. something unless something drastic happens. And it could be a case where just like his name's in the Illinois State Registry because he was a student for three years there. Maybe. Possibly. I don't think that's probably you know, I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't pull up this information myself, but just trying to play devil's advocate and give you all different sides of different scenarios here. But if he truly is actively enrolled at Illinois State as now Several people are suggesting that, that probably is the swan song for his career at UK. And if he goes to admit, like, I, I, I want Antonio Reeves back. I said all along he was the most important piece. This will just, uh, without a doubt, be a failure of roster construction from Calipari this offseason. Doesn't mean that the team may not be good or doesn't mean that Cal couldn't this time next year be like, hey, remember we went to the Final Four with all these freshmen and you all were all freaking out about what we were doing with the roster. Just let us kind of do our thing. If it turns out that way, if it's a UK baseball Nick Mingione situation, we'll eat crow about it. But I don't think there's nobody that's looking at the way this offseason was handled and thinking it's a good thing. And there's not going to be anybody that thinks losing Antonio Reeves will be a good thing. So I'm in that same ballpark. I don't think it'll be a good thing. I'm not happy about it. But I definitely don't want him to go to Memphis if he were to go somewhere else. So if he went to Michigan, he, you probably just wouldn't you'd like catch him on the CBS Sunday game every so often. Uh, Michigan probably play him. Michigan probably wouldn't be a good team. Are they playing this year? I thought they were not playing. Well, the, I think they have to after it got switched around, right? I thought the I thought the series was just over. No, they're playing home and homes. It was the it was London and then still home and home. I think they just backed it up a year. Um, yeah, I thought they canceled the home and homes, and they were just like, "This whole thing's been a mess." We got the London game in. Let's just let's just end it. Yeah, I thought um, that we can find we can find that. Regardless, maybe maybe I'll you Google will play. It, maybe but we'll yeah, um, 
But there's your Antonio Reeves conversation. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We, we're going to have all summer to talk about this. Again, if you like, if your freshmen are dominant, and we provided a little bit of analysis yesterday that maybe could get you a little bit more excited that like, hey, you know, freshmen are still good in college basketball. It's just they're more spread out. So maybe a team with elite freshmen could be really, really good. It's still on the table. What I would suggest to Calipari, though, if this team's going to struggle and they're going to have they're going to take their bumps early on, just make sure it's really entertaining to watch. Like, make sure this team gets really up and down, plays fast. I know you're probably never going to press, but like, try to put some pressure on. See if you can get some turnovers around midcourt, maybe even in the backcourt, and, and and dunk a lot and do alley oops a lot. Uh, there is an update on the Somto Sirel fella. He supposedly, Roush, can't reclassify at this juncture. They feel solid if he really focuses. This is coming from a lot of different outlets. But if he really- <laughs> Hold on. I just, oh, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying here with all this stuff. Like, I, I really am. But I just, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do it with these guys. Like, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying here. People, what, but what, it, do you, what do you mean? Because I could. That could I just think all these guys stink. I just think they all stink. So I can't like if he really focuses it, like all the water carrying Kyle was doing, like the baby Shaq, best big man in the country. Like dude looks like he would get knocked over with a stiff win. All right, like I just can't. I can't. I can't do it. Like they're fine. I, mean, yeah. I don't I, think that. I don't think that take will age well for you. And 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 that that's not to say like I definitively know you're wrong about that. But like all the experts are saying that this dude is like a, a physical monster on the court. I think Travis Graff said that he'd be ranked maybe like the third best center in the class of 2023. Uh, all the experts seem to suggest like he actually is a pretty good player. The issue is, and I think this is where this this leads you into your opinion, and I don't necessarily disagree with it. There's like no tape on him. You can't even watch – there's very few highlights you can watch yeah, of them, yeah. especially highlights from within the last year. And I've, and I've watched most of what I've been able to find on YouTube from him. And it's – gosh, I got like trapped into watching like a mini documentary series on him. It was like very little basketball whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think he is probably legitimately a physical player. Does that make him a good basketball player? I don't know. Uh, but he's long and he's physical. That can help with Oscar Shibway leaving the fold, especially when we don't know exactly what you're going to get from a physicality standpoint from Ugo. The so like that that part would be nice to just have a physical guy. Um, like that's what we said yesterday. Just even having Lance around to push people around would be nice. Um, but I just always like I, I feel like this dude's kind of. I don't know how much room his game has to grow because I've just never thought that he was his age. Uh, I've just always thought he was some older guy that's kind of hit his hit his peak and uh, is is not going to do much as a basketball player. It's a hey, it's a take, and we're in the take business, so I love them. Keep them coming, hot and fresh, each and every morning on Big X Sports Radio. So, uh, I, I think here, here I, was here one, here one was more thing. the. I, I just because I, my question I interrupted by just laughing about the really having to be aggressive, and the texture asked that question because 
Um, everything I read is Samto Sarel graduated from OTE, and this was going to be a post-grad year for him. So is there? are they saying that there could be some holdups to his eligibility if he wanted to move up a class? Yeah, that he – yes. That, like – I don't know if – you're right. That's a good point because he did walk at their little ceremony, but – and I think this came from David Sisk or Travis Graff, somebody at Cats Illustrated could be wrong about that. Uh, but shout out to the folks at Cats Illustrated. I think the rumor or what they had said was he walked at the OTE graduation, although he wasn't at that time an actual graduate, but he walked because it was the only way, like it was his only chance to be recognized as one of the OTE guys. But if that were the, like the, what was he going to do this upcoming fall? Yeah, if he had that extra, like everybody is like, oh, oh, they're they're gonna grab this guy to reclassify. And it's not really a true reclassification um, with his age. Like he he's gonna be, I think, more college ready than people think of when you hear of a quote unquote reclassification. But I, that's a good question. Like people were saying that this is you're you're pulling him away from OTE a year earlier, but he walked in the OTE graduation, yet he also doesn't yet have the course credits to be considered a high school graduate that is college eligible. So something's not adding up in that whole mix right there. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, it does seem like the plan is for him to play college basketball next year. But according to his mentor, he'll have to really buckle down and focus and he could complete the courses by July. Okay. Well, I, I think that's certainly doable. Um, uh, I mean, that also like sounds like it's not just like one class he needs to take. Like, if he right. really needs to focus, and by the end of the July, he could he could be where he needs. Probably, like, you're probably trying to squeeze in an entire semester in the next two months. It sounds like, like, was yeah, this guy's plan always to be a mid year enrollee potentially? Because that's where all this could line up. Like, where it was his full last year at OTE, so he wanted to go out with the fellows, but he wasn't right. technically a graduate but he wasn't planning on playing college basketball at the start of the season. I don't know. I'm just trying to piece it together that, here. Yeah, and that that would seem to add up. Um, part of me, like, part of my skepticism isn't just what, like, I, you know, when I talk to my, my friends that follow this stuff closely and I trust their opinion, um, but some of it, too, is I, I remember thinking Thon Maker was going to revolutionize college basketball, but I just – some of the guys that I, I just I like to pump the brakes on them. I like to pump the brakes um, because you just you you don't know. And I mean, obviously they're different type of players, but guys that come from overseas that you don't know how old they are, um, really kind of like the uh, the kid that played at Ballard. There was rumor that he was like twenty six and he was playing for uh, was his, it wasn't Sierra Malonga. It was the other one. Where um, is that guy nowadays? I know the Seer Malonga guy that was at Evangel, he ended up at like one of those Carolina schools, like UNC Asheville or something like that. Um, hell, might have even been Gardner Webb. Uh, but I, I forgot what happened to the Ballard kid, though. Gosh, that guy, that's killing me. I can't think of the Ballard kid's name. But that I, I just don't like, I, I think they're fine basketball players, but I'm not putting a lot of stock into them. And that, is that a bad generalization on my part? Maybe, but I'm just uh, kind of wait and see. Um, despite that, I was getting myself way too overly hyped like a few months ago on Yugo, and I need to just chill on that because who, who knows what the hell is going to happen there.
Yeah, I think that there's a lot of exciting pieces there. And you got to remember that, like, he he was a reclassification. Um, that was basically like a redshirt year for him last year. And you saw some mm-hmm. good things, but you also saw where he needed to take some some huge leaps. But what I would compare it to is, like, what would Anthony Davis as a senior in high school have looked like if he was actually in a UK jersey that year? I bet it probably would have been better than what we saw from Uganda, but it definitely yeah, wouldn't have been yeah. like what we saw Anthony Davis as his actual freshman season. So that if you want to find a reason to be optimistic about Uganda, there's you're gonna use that rationale. It's just it's it's hard for me to. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it, it's just hard at this juncture for me to get excited about offseason because I, I did that with multiple guests. Like I taught, we did the Hunter Dickinson thing, we did the Keisha Johnson thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I, I feel like we've just done this multiple times. How we talk ourselves into players, and you know, you, you, I, I reach it. I've reached an oversaturation point totally uh, once understand. we got to the freshman. So, yeah, I totally understand that, uh, and, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. That's a, that's part of the reason why this thing's been so frustrating. Is like you you've been so close though. You've been so close to like just easing all these concerns, and you just haven't been able to to deliver. And again, like maybe in their brain, they think like, no, we know that these freshmen are going to be awesome. People just need to wait and see. Of course, they could come out and say that stuff. Cal did come out and say that they were going to complete the roster and make sure it's going to be really really competitive. Uh, but I don't know if people just totally, totally believe you. But if you just if Oscar Sheboy and Antonio Reeves came back, everybody'd be feeling great about the season. If you had landed Keyshad Johnson and Antonio Reeves decided to come back, I think people would be able to talk themselves into like, all right, there's enough there. Yeah, it may yeah. not be perfect, but there's enough there to be really good. Uh-huh. I'm excited about it. And they've just they just haven't been able to add those two pieces, two pieces that would ease pretty much everybody's concerns. And no offense to Burks or Hart or Somto. I don't think those are going, again, to check the boxes to ease those concerns. So it's been so close, but so far away, unfortunately, for UK basketball. And to bring it full circle to your take, Roush, I loved it. That was a good take. I, I don't necessarily totally agree with it in the regards to Somto, mm-hmm. but I think it's perfectly reasonable to be like, I'm not buying in on these OTE guys. And that goes maybe for even yeah. Rob Dillingham as well. I think it's, I don't, again, agree with that. I think all these players are going to be different. Some are probably going to be really good. Some probably are going to be bust. I don't think right. every OTE is is built in the same mold here. But, but it's, it's totally it makes sense to be skeptical. To be, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, like, <laughs> you know, what they played wasn't the most organized basketball. Um, it was pretty loose. It, it was pretty laid back for the most part. So it's going to be fascinating. Unfortunately, like, it feels like the season's hanging in the balance with the whole thing, and that's – not so much fascinating as it is frustrating. It kind of edges right there on that line, but we're all in it together and we're going to get to see these dudes play in a few weeks. Could be a complete disaster, but we're at least going to get to see it and we're going to talk about it. We've got hour two coming up. Scoots trivia. We're going to come back. Uh, We are going to get to the KRC question of the day. We do it every day. Mm. We'll get to that at some point. We've got a really fun Thornton's text line to get to. So right after trivia, we'll jump right into the text line. I don't know if Roush has any football news for us today, but if he does, we'll also sprinkle that in. Get your text in. Fun second hour coming up next here on Big X Sports Radio. Let's go. Do you love me? Do you want me, my friend? And if you do, well, then don't be afraid to take me by the hand. If you want to, I think this is how.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. And the series has not been good thus far, but can that change here today? TJ leads 3-0 in our trivia series. Hello and welcome here back into Kentucky Roll Call. Justin Kalen alongside TJ Walker and Nick Roush as we get set for Game 4 of Trivia, as always, presented by Thornton's Shady Rays and Salsaritas. Boys, you about ready for some trivia today. Don't call it a comeback, Scoots. Oh, I'm yeah. Ca- if anybody wants to be the title sponsor of Trivia Thursday, it, it's it's up for the taking. It is up for the taking, absolutely. All right, boys, let's jump right into it. Get me some music fired up here, and we will get underway. I believe TJ guessed first last week, so Roush is going to do it this week, and we're going to do it the same way we've been doing it. Just give me a number, and we'll call it a day. Okay, y'all ready? Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Let's start with an easy one. I'm going to throw a little bit of a softball up for Roush here. Hopefully, he can knock it out of the park. What year was the first Keurig introduced to the public? Super easy. Don't blow this one, Roush. 2012. All right. TJ? 2007. Oh, you went lower and it paid off for you. TJ gets the point. Actually, 1998, if you all can believe it. I believe it, buddy. I believe it. 1998. All right. Next question, TJ will go first here. The combined population of Miami and Denver. Combined population, Miami and Denver. We We talking cities? We talking counties? We're talking cities. My, the, by my, the 2021 census, what is the population of Denver and Miami combined? 2.3 million. Okay, Roush. This one's tough because Miami-Dade is very large. But are they in counting Dade? Um, your guess was 2.3 million, TJ. I'm going to go higher and just say uh, flat three. Roush. You should have went under, buddy. 1.151 million combined between the two cities. Those population questions are always they're garbage. They are yeah. garbage. They are yeah. garbage. <laughs> we can't do them because, like, they'll say that it's just Miami, but Miami Dade is much a lot. Like, it should mm-hmm. be the whole county. I think that is just like only counting literally downtown area for Denver, and yeah, yeah, I agree. Garbage. All right, scrap the population questions. Got it. All right, what year, Roush, this will be you first. What year did the song by Hanson, Umbop, come out? Uh, 1998. Okay. TJ? Can I get, uh, how does that song go, Scooch? Can you sing it? Umbop, doop, Everyone knows it. We all know it. I actually didn't until you sang it, but now I totally do. Roush's 98 guess was a great guess. I'll go 97. Oh, my gosh. And he it, gets it. Spot on. It is 1997. I didn't know if it was 97 or 98. I, I would have, If I would have gone first there, I would have guessed probably 97. But if I hadn't guessed 97, I would have guessed 98. And I, and I would have maybe even, I don't know, maybe would have guessed 98. I would have maybe settled on 98. So, 
Uh, anyways, that's kind of unlucky. You had to go first there, Ralph. Man, clean sweep for TJ. Clean sweep. Do y'all want to do the last two for fun? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I won 4-0. You won 4-0 after winning 3-0 today. Yeah. Ah, that's good, clean fun. Pre- Second round. Pretty impressive. I'm I'm, so that means I'm the smartest man from DeSales in 2010. I did it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at these last two just for some funsies here. What is the net worth of Jokic? God, these no, these questions suck too, Stu. <laughs> like, like, net worth, net worth like, they're, they're of Nikola Jokic. Like you could say career earnings because net worth is not. I went when it's your turn to host next week because since you just got but, spanked like, this go around, numbers, you can do those it. Those numbers one. aren't real though. It's those real. Are, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> just throw me a number. <laughs> uh, Ninety-eight million. Okay, Roush. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say uh, 190 million. It was 30 million, actually. Y'all, y'all are way over. All right. And and, doesn't he have a contract worth more than that? Uh, anyways. All right. So I mean, it's a, it's a that was a garbage question too. Final question. So, I mean, I'm gonna give Roush the nod here. Marie Curie was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize. What was the year? See, if you ask me for what she founded, I can tell you that. But, uh, <laughs> I want to say it was like 19. 1809. Okay, DJ? 1880. Ooh, that was really close, but Roush gets it. It was 1903 was the year. So there you have it. I almost went 1900. Uh, All right, well, good job, Scoots. Thanks. Good job to you all. That means I get to choose whether I want to host or I want to play. That's true. Or or demand me host. So, Uh, yeah. yeah. I can I can do either one, correct? Yeah, um, dealer's choice. I'll let you have a stab at hosting, Roush. I'll play. I'll Woo-hoo-hoo! play again. I'll beat Scoots, and I'll get back to my hosting. Although Scoots is a great host, maybe I'll defer to to Scoots to host again once I beat him. But we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> I mean, I'm if it goes Scoots. anything, if it goes anything like the series against Roush, I'm I might be in trouble here. Uh, Scoots, I'm, I'm just being facetious. You did a great job. Your radio voice was a huge hit. Everybody loved it. Thank you for doing it. That was a fun trivia. Sorry I didn't uh, extend it a little bit longer in the best of seven there. No, that's fine. I'm good with it. The only concern about you, Roush, is you're just not going to do any prep whatsoever. It's But but then again, you are pretty good at writing your KSR articles in between commercial breaks. So if you instead just have to do that for trivia, I guess it won't be the end of the world. But I am a little worried about how prepared you're going to be for trivia Thursdays. Well, see, and here's the here's the dirty little secret. I've I've been you know I've been clipping in for the cats, so that's the the ideal time to prepare for trivia. And uh, yeah, you know, I I was I was posted on KS Board Lace last night, so I've been. Been doing some stuff and things a little bit later than normal, and er- and early too. Yeah, all, all all the time. So yeah, we're 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 getting after it. It's just when we used to do trivia with Trevor, I think what it was is Trevor's laziness just was infectious. Blame it on Trevor. I love it. When in doubt, just yeah. blame it on Trevor. Uh, that's always a, a good strategy to go towards. Uh, has Trevor said anything silly lately, Scoots? Uh, not that I've heard. No. They got in a big argument yesterday about whether Rudy's dad in the movie Rudy was a bad dad or not. <laughs> Trevor was team. He's not a bad dad. He was just trying to look out for his son, and it was a different era. 
And I guess Mike wrote some like 6,000 word article about how he is a terrible father. So they were, they were opposed to one another, obviously. Yeah. Due to... like... Go ahead, Ralph. Go ahead. Nope. All right, I'll go. I'll, due, to leave, I'll go. <laughs> due to leaving work at after 6 o'clock every night, I haven't gotten to listen to their show this week, so really excited to listen to it today. Mike just wasn't around. He, he doesn't know what it's like to be a man of that time. So, um, but which should that should we get to our other question of the day on the Thorns text line, TJ, now that you Absol- brought up sports a- movies? Absolutely. Um, I don't know what it I, – I haven't found it, but I know that – uh, one texter asked, what is our favorite sports movie? Yeah, it was above the first chat from today. Favorite sports movie of all time is the texter's question on the Thornton's text line. I'll go first because I thought about it because I sent it over last night. And I admit mine are pretty horrible. Like, they're not, they're not the best movies in the world, but it, they're my favorite movies. So they don't have to be critics' favorite movies or the population's mm-hmm. favorite movies. They're my favorite movies, and I realize they're not, like, the best movies. A fever pitch is probably my favorite. Just, just good old fat. Like it, it is so cool that they filmed a movie that they had a ending for for when the Red Sox were going to lose, and because the Red Sox kept winning and eventually won the World Series and broke the curse, they had to just totally rewrite and just film and film and film as it was going on. So I love that aspect of it, and it's just pretty funny. Like for a romantic comedy, it's a really easy watch. And being a Red Sox fan, uh, I enjoy it. So I like that. I'm just so partial to Happy Gilmore because it's like literally my childhood. So Happy Gilmore is also one of my favorite sports movies. Um, and then I think an underrated sports movie, not not my favorite and probably not in my top three, but it is underrated. Kicking and Screaming is just a, a, a good time. It's one of Will Ferrell's better movies. Highly recommend Kicking and Screaming. I really, really enjoy that movie. So those are probably three that stand out to me. Probably my one, two, and then my underrated. The um, this one's easy for me. Friday Night Lights, uh, the movie, not the show, the movie. Uh, part of it, it's because it's like I was, I was the loser in the state championship game. I was the hell in two of them. So uh, it, very relatable. Also, I, I've always felt like it was it. Had, even though Tim McGraw and Booby Miles could be a little bit over the top, it always felt the most real to me. So I, I've, I've left Friday Night Lights. Will always be going to be awfully hard to top that one for me. Um, but I would say Sandlot is not far behind, and my favorite baseball movie. Uh, baseball does sports movies really well. I don't, I don't know what it is about it, but they're they're very they're very good at at the sports movie genre. Sandlot for me would just barely miss the cut of the top three, Roush. I think I think it would probably land at number four. My baseball movie I do have in my top three is a somewhat of a newer one, Forty Two. If you all haven't seen Forty Two, it is it is so dang good. I love that movie. That, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's amazing. The Jackie Robinson movie, great. It stuff. is a really good. It is a really good movie. Great stuff. And then I'm also with TJ. I've got to throw Happy Gilmore up there as well. Just a classic, and it, it helps that I'm a big golf fan. And then my number one favorite sports movie. I'm about to blow your all's minds when I say this, and it might be an awful take, but another movie. If you haven't seen it, phenomenal. And that is Gridiron Gang. The Rock, he's a head coach of a football <laughs> football team in prison. It's you laugh all you want, Roush. It is an awesome, awesome movie. I mean, I've 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 seen it. It's great. I I love it. It's my favorite favorite sports movie ever. All right, let's all 
think of kind of a more obscure sports movie, although Scoots kind of just did that, but think <laughs> of another one. And then we all have to give it a grade. We'll do this. will only take a minute. I'll go first because I already thought of it. Obscure sports movie. This is one people don't think about, but it is yep. a sports movie. Yep. Hit, hit it. Bring it on. <laughs> oh, um, we said we quote that quite often. Um, whenever my wife or I get the door for one another, we say, I'll get the door tour. Um, so I'll give it a, that's a solid B solid B. I thought you were going to say you all reference it in regards to when it's cold in the house. Cause I feel like a lot of families probably do that. Uh, scoots, what grade? Uh, I would give it a B plus. I thought they did a really nice job with it. I thought it was a B plus too. That's pretty legendary for yeah. our generation. For sure. Even with it being more girl oriented although guys for obvious reasons weren't weren't too mad about watching it all right roush your obscure sports movie um space jam it's been a frequent watch (laughs) at the roush house lately duke loves michael jordan now and uh as much as we give it grief um it's actually really funny watching charles barkley and those guys like try to figure out what's wrong with them (laughs) charles barkley gets his shot blocked by the little girl You ain't Char- you ain't Charles Barkley. Get out of here. Just go. <laughs> he gets bullied by a bunch of little 13-year-old girls. It's great. I'll, I'll go A-minus for Space Jam, uh, kind of hitting on the nostalgia. I don't know if that's necessarily obscure, but I, but yeah, sure, it fits the criteria. I'll, I'll go A-minus. I will go B-plus again. It, it was well done. If it didn't have Michael Jordan in it, it would be a lot lower than a B-plus. Roush, what do you give it? Oh yeah, it's a solid A for me. Yeah. Like the yeah. the jokes land, the 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 cast is great. Uh, like even Bill Murray and Larry Bird, like you know, um, just like what when they're leaving the golf course after Michael gets pulled down, like just some good comic relief uh, from some unexpected areas. All right, Scoots, you want comic relief? I'm going straight to Talladega Nights. I mean, that's that's oh, yeah. that's the only not, place not, I can go. Not so much obscure, but. Then again, well, yeah, I mean, it's you, it is obscured because you have people that'll argue whether is NASCAR is a sport or not, and a lot of people will watch that and they're like, ah, it's not a sports movie. I, I would just say that it, the the Space Jam and uh, Talladega Nights would be like the twentieth movie you would get to from your favorite sports movies because most are mo- most are like the you, you think of like the sentimental Rudies and stuff sure. like that, you know. I, but uh, I guess like where my brain's going is like those those movies and especially talladega night they're on tv all the time like true, all the time true if you wanted to go like a, a deep deep cut you know like um go big green oh love, there uh, you go that's more of like what i was thinking of just movies that people haven't heard about in a good while yeah sorry tj didn't understand the great. assignment uh, no big deal. I threw it on you pretty quickly. Talladega Nights, I'll give a solid B. I enjoy watching it. It's funny. I've just, you know, it's a, it's on all the freaking time. It's a B plus, too. Okay. Um, by the way, another movie I'd probably have maybe number three in my rankings um, would be Little Giants. Probably my favorite football movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was going to mention Little Giants as well. but Because um, as far as, like, kids, sports movies – it's like Little Giants and Sandlot are just both so close to perfect movies. I mean, mm-hmm. when when Spike starts doing pull-ups on his dad's arm, <laughs> it's 
It's so ridiculous. Uh, it is a good movie. All right, there you go, Texter. Hope we answered those questions uh, to your oh, to your liking. Fun Thursday question. We also had a fun wacky idea Wednesday question um, that we've got to get to. Happy wacky Wednesday. So more of the interview of the ex-intelligence guys coming out, and he says the government has made quote-unquote malevolent encounters where soldiers died. This stuff is so wild, I don't know what to believe, but the guy's credentials are stellar, maybe interstellar, one might say, Texture. they I So, small, this is crazy. Uh, my best friend from Pittsburgh, he went to school with the whistleblower and his uh, bro- older brother who's just a couple years older was they played basketball together we're we're good be- buddies dave grush is the whistleblower so how small world and maybe did, even small universe did he uh did he say he was a nut job back in the day or a pretty I, stand-up guy so like i asked about that uh he was like he said that this guy was super smart, and I said, "Was he a notorious fibber?" And he went, "No." He said, "One group chat I'm in with guys all his age, and they all say they believe him." Um, and that's just coming from a super sarcastic group who makes fun of everything. Um, but they just said hmm. that this dude's super credible, and this stuff is fascinating. And I tweeted out like it is so weird to me that like NBC, ABC, CBS. They are not spending more time talking about this. So yeah. I, I tweeted, I tweeted out like, why aren't more people talking about this? And a couple people tweeted back and was like, was because the guy didn't have any evidence. Well, he's saying that he doesn't have any evidence because the government illegally is not sharing this evidence with Congress, and they need to be. They're withholding this information from them. So like. Yeah, he doesn't have evidence because the government has it. He didn't claim that he had the alien vehicles in his shed and he's not releasing them. He's saying, like, I know top officials have told me they have it. They need to be releasing it, and they're not. And now you've had a ton of other senior officials being like, Dave Grush, this whistleblower, is is 100% accurate. And guess what? The government is saying, like, oh, no, they're not. Uh, we've we've already released the information that we have regarding this, and they they based like in 2019, I think it was 2019, 20, 2021 or 2019 doesn't matter. They they released something that was like, yes, there are more unidentified flying objects that we don't know about. There's like 41, there's like 40, blah 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 that we ha- that we're unfamiliar with, but we don't have any evidence. We don't have any pieces. We don't have any creatures or anything like that. And David Grush just came out and he was like, they do have alien vehicles, not of this world. And there were some other officials and advisors who, were, who even came out and said that they do have alien creatures as well, which, you know, whether or not they have that, I think that seems a little bit more skeptical. But this dude is putting his life on the line. Like he is, I mean, quite literally his life, because if the government, if it's super serious, the government could, you know, do a little one, two. I doubt that would happen. You wouldn't hope that would happen, but you never know You've, if you watch enough sci-fi movies. But at least his credibility, like if he ends up just being, he's always going to be the alien guy from now on. Uh, and if it turns, if they, I don't know if they're ever going to be able to prove that he would 100% have made this up or lied about it. But if that were ever to come out, he'd be labeled a total coop for the rest of his life. And that would follow him forever. But he's putting, like he, he stands very little to gain from all this. And still, he spoke out. He was a war veteran from Afghanistan. Uh, by all accounts, very, very smart. Again, like I would mentioned, 
So this stuff is fascinating. I just don't get why more people aren't talking about it. I don't pretend that the news station should have all the answers, but isn't that what journalism is, is digging in and asking questions and finding more things out? Uh, it's weird how few of people are covering this or how few of major media outlets are covering this. Yeah, I, I have not been watching the uh, you know national nightly news, but I imagine part of it is just because everybody's enamored with the dust storm that's happening. Um, for lack of a better term, in the Northeast. And stuff like this, I, and I think most of it, TJ, is they can explain that and why it's happening. Um, and it's fascinating. Imagine, you know, four or 500 years ago when stuff like this would happen and you would just, indigenous people would have to come up with reasons why it happened. Or even in like Europe, when you people would just say, God is punishing you for your sins, right? Like, uh, yeah, I could see why people were religious or believe in certain things because stuff like what we're seeing up there is just not, it's not, 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 not something humans are used to seeing. Isn't it, isn't it fire smoke from Canada and New York? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, uh, haven't had enough rain to kind of knock it all down because we had, it was Tuesday night. Um, and, uh, but I mean, we had all the rain yesterday, so you didn't have to really worry about it anymore. Those pictures from New York were crazy. And if you and if you've been in Kentucky and you've noticed like the sun, the sunsets have looked a little different. That's just that's because of the fires from Canada. Uh, but the pictures and, and scenes from New York really were looked like a, a scene from like an apocalypse movie. Seriously, it was um, crazy. It uh, it, and. It is kind of cool initially, but then you realize, like, oh, this is just dust that I shouldn't breathe in because it it can make me can make me sick. <laughs> yeah, probably should stay inside. Um, a texter says on the Thornton text line, it's hard to see Reeves wanting to come back to play with all freshmen. I don't really like. Maybe texter, you're 100 percent right about that, and clearly Reeves isn't overly excited to come back. Maybe nil related, maybe not nil related. So you're probably accurate. I just don't like get that just wouldn't you want to just be on a team that makes team. things easier for you to be able to do the things you need to do don't you want a team that's going to give you as many open shots as possible I, I wouldn't understand who wouldn't want open shots and if you have two other ball dominant guards that can go penetrate and kick out you can be the kick out I, I don't understand why you wouldn't want that Maybe he would want like more touches. He'd want to be initiating the offense a little bit. That's what he did in his big game against Arkansas for the most part. If it's a role thing, that's incredibly selfish, but you only get one life. You only get one college basketball career. You do need to be selfish from time to time. But I don't I don't get that from Antonio Reeves. I, I, but the whole thing is, is bizarre. Um, and you do have to – like. Cal tried to make an example of Reeves early in the season because he wasn't getting the effort he wanted from him on defense, so he didn't get a ton of minutes. Also, Reeves was a little bit banged up from time to time. I also wonder if like Reeves wasn't thrilled with Cal's coaching methods and philosophies. All that being said, he still had a great year. He still had every – he could take any shot. He had the ultimate green light there at the end of the season. And ultimately, that ultimate green light, ultimate, ultimate, cost UK – it's season and he had a terrible shooting night and, and UK was bounced from the NCAA tournament and a narrow defeat. I don't understand if, if he didn't like the way that Cal kind of treated him early in the season, it seemed like that was made up full made up for in full by the end of it. 
I don't understand this situation at all. And that's why I do think it maybe does come back to nil. But if UK can't scrap enough money to beat out Michigan or Memphis for a basketball player that it desperately needs, then, then what the hell are we doing? Then why could we do it with all these star freshmen, but we can't find the money for Antonio Reeves? Something something stinks to high heavens. I don't I don't understand the situation. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I think a lot of it is just, I think it's maybe less about who exactly he's playing with and how much money he's getting paid to be in a prominent role. Whereas, that's probably, and that's, that must and, be it. That seems so like, like the easiest, easiest solution there. Right, like it's it's maybe not less playing with these freshmen. It's playing with these freshmen who are probably who are definitely going to get drafted above me, so they're probably going to be playing over me. I, I think that's more of the more of the reason why. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Uh, one texter on the Thornton's text on says Elon Musk certainly needs TJ support. Party har har. Uh, but no, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to support people that are job creators and except at Twitter, he, he cut a bunch of jobs, but still somebody that in a bunch of different fields is a creating, creating a lot of jobs and important jobs at that. But no, I'm a, I'm an Elon Musk fan. I'm not afraid to admit it. Goodness gracious. This is a bad golf conversation. DP world tour, previously the European tour, which is what we said has also gotten world ranking points. They won't get these contracts paid out. That will be part of them being allowed to come back to the PGA Tour. It's not really a merger. The PIF is just making a huge investment in all their golf entities coming together under one umbrella, and live will go away after this year. Those are those are things we all said, with the exception of the contracts being paid out. Um, yeah, and PGA we didn't know that DP World Tour. We thought it was European, but we weren't sure. Yeah, the well, I, we were sure. I said it was you. European. You were. I wasn't yeah. until we had that conversation. The PGA Tour is essentially staying the same, and that's why they'll have to pay a fine to be allowed to come back. That, but, like, that's just a sentence. I, Texter, I don't doubt that our golf conversation was bad, and we welcome I, – I, help, help us out here. But this sentence, does, the, the PGA Tour is essentially staying the same, and that's why they'll have to pay a fine to be allowed to come back. Why is that? Do they find other people that go to another tour and come back? There's really never been an example of that before. Yeah, like that, oh. We're, we're ignorant on something that's never happened before? Wow, what a bunch because, of idiots. Just because you say that, like, because they will do it, why will they Why will they automatically have will do that? Also, these guys that didn't take the money and go will be made whole with a nice little payday. Being a for-profit company, they'll be able to do this now. Couldn't previously. Won't have to be all performance-based. Yes, and we understand that the guys who didn't take the money will benefit from golf having an ungodly amount of money now. So again, Texter, don't doubt that our golf conversation was flawed and had tons of mistakes. I just don't know if you really cleared things up for us. Um, you you did say they aren't going to get the contracts paid out. You may be you may be right. If that's the case, then it does change the conversation a little bit. But anyways, TJ, they weren't able to get world. Now this is a better point. TJ, they weren't able to get world rankings on the live because they weren't following the OWGR rules like all the other tours were. Pretty simple, really. Got to have the feeder quali- qualifying system, not just, hey, you can come here and play with us and here's the money. Also, you got to play 72 holes. Those were the main reasons. We should have mentioned the whole aspect. That was a big goof on our part. Uh, but that's, that's more insightful. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that one makes sense. Where There has to be a cut and there has to be four days of golf. Like That, that, that makes sense. I hope this doesn't come off as a shot because it's not an absolutely love cow, but it feels like he's going over the top with freshman thing to prove a point. And to be fair, I don't really have a problem with it. 
It, it, I don't disagree, Taxer. It does. It almost seems intentional at this point. And that's you know, just make it work. I don't. We're wrong all the time. We can be wrong again about all this, but just make it work. That's all people care about. We need to take our last break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the Thornton's text line here on Kentucky Roll Call, Big Exports Radio. Roll Walker, Nick Roush, call. Nick. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. Welcome back to the final segment. Thursday edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Ralph, Justin Kalen. One show today. And we only got uh, about 20 more minutes before we've got to sign off. Do you want to tell you about Salsaritas? Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Uh, the Middletown location, I didn't realize that like basically all of the competitors that are kind of a similar style to Salsaritas are all within a stone's throw of one another. Not quite literally, but with the cannon that I have, probably not totally unrealistic. But driving by through Middletown yesterday... Had, had an appraisal out by Midland Trail and Valhalla, and it was just like, man, this is cruel. Really want to golf. Although it was pouring, so it wouldn't have been the best time to golf. Uh, I'm going to tell you about golf here in a second. <laughs> Got to tell you about Salsaritas first. But I uh, noticed that Salsaritas drive through was was crowded, and they, they move quickly. It's made fresh to order, so it's not like you snap your fingers and frozen is made. Uh, just It's fried and frozen and delivered up to you. But it was super packed, and I was like, oh, okay, good. I like seeing Salsaritas do better than these competitors because the competitors' places had empty parking lots. Uh, nice to see that from Salsaritas. That's because people like the fresh Mexican grill, made fresh every day, and it's delicious. Download the app today, save you time and money. Speaking of golf, on the 21st, June 21st, we are going to take a Kentucky Roll Call on the road. A little overnight KRC trip and going to play one of the nicest courses that you can find on the Big X Sports Radio golf card. Not to be confused, Roush, with the Big X Sports Radio gold card. No, no. Can't confuse those two. Um, the golf yeah, card is a gold card. Golf card is a gold card. It is golden. But yeah, go go to it. It's Join great. us at Park Mammoth, though, is what we're getting at. Join us yeah. at Park Mammoth on the twenty first, and then get the Big Exports Radio golf cart as well. Uh, but we're going to be playing. We're going to be doing the show there, and then we've got an eight fifteen tea time. Remember, they're Central Time, so everything back an hour. And we'd love to see you out there on the links. We'll have fun and Park Mammoth, June twenty first. If you want the big exports radio golf card, Park Mammoth included, you're going to be playing it for under $25 a round. So you want to get that bad boy before the 21st when you're out there. It also includes Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. 
Go to BigExportsRadio.com to get yours today. All right. We've got more text to get to. Let's do it. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line number. I'm going to be checking out uh, quarterback and a few players camping with the Cats today. Uh, TJ, did you see the the quotes from Sam Williams-Dixon yesterday, perchance? I did not. So Sam Williams-Dixon is um, the Ohio State running back commitment, and he officially visited Kentucky without informing Ohio State beforehand. That's, that's they, they don't like that. They don't like that a lot. Um, as he was, a, after arriving in Lexington, he tweeted out, I'm a running back, not an ATH, which is the classification. A lot of recruiting sites give him because they don't want it to look like Ohio State has three running back commitments in their class. So he was pushing back on Ohio State, and then yesterday, before leaving, he gave an interview to their Rivals website. He said he still walked in with the Buckeyes and then basically issued a public apology. He said, it was a mistake by me to not tell them. I just wanted to take the free visit, have a good time with my friends and family. I wasn't raised in a house with a man in it. It was always just me and my mom. So I'm not really used to telling another man anything for real about my life in general. But I take full responsibility for my action, and it won't happen again. It's a great life lesson. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. He was supposed to officially visit this weekend in Columbus. He's from Columbus. So, I I don't know. Uh, I don't – when I talked to some people at UK, they weren't expecting, like, an imminent flip. But – they're very clear. Like, dude, why would you go to school with three, like be one of three running backs? You're, you think they're going to play you there? So I, I think that that is going to be made abundantly clear. He'll probably end up being a wildcat after this whole shenanigans. But i do done a lot of recruiting over the years. Hard to see. Never really seen comments like that before. Yeah, I just would highly recommend that if a school is – squeezing or pressing you to not go places then you don't then that's not a place you want to end up in my opinion if well, that was the when urban was there they 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 oh, yeah. kind of demanded was it drake jackson who said we don't we don't let kids go to lo- visit loser schools like kentucky or something like that I, I don't i don't doubt that like at some point uk is probably told one of a, a commit lower on their rankings that like hey if you're going to go take all these visits we 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 need to be sure about players that are going to be locked in so if you're going to go do that you know maybe we don't want you to do it we don't want you to do it and if you do do it maybe you just need to do something else i don't doubt that kentucky's done it i just think if a school's telling you not to go take other visits it's because they're scared and they don't want you to see other things that are out there and they don't trust you to be able to hear what you know hear other pitches without falling totally head over heels in love so if you've got a kid going through a recruitment there's my advice if a school's telling you to do that that means it's not the school for you the um the other thing we need to get to outside of just football recruiting which i'm sure there's going to be a lot more we'll we'll preview official visit uh weekend tomorrow um because it's it's going to be a doozy jonathan daniels the number one offensive tackle in the country just shared his little preview video of him showing up for his ov uh, that'll be a, a huge one. Uh, but yesterday, uh, John Calipari, he was just a bill up on Capitol Hill with Rachel Lawson to discuss. 
it was it was just a big day. Like the college coaches went to Washington to lobby Congress to pass some nil legislation. I don't I don't know if anything's going to come of it. I don't trust anything to come of it. If if I know anything about our Congress, it's that they're all good about being on the same page and getting things done. So I don't anticipate anything happening. But you're you're going to see some stories today about who was up there, who they visited. I just don't know if that's going to end up being effective or not. I'll just hit up the TLDR recap, which means too long, didn't read, because uh, I it's a it, you know I don't I don't care enough to keep up with it. I know it's important stuff, and when it gets finalized, I'll read a summary article of the whole thing. I'll be sure to relay it to you all as well. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Still have a lot of text to go on today's show. Uh, texter says, "Hey fellas." I sent both texts about freshman and veterans debate yesterday. I got to listen on the podcast because I live down here in Tar Heel country, but just wanted to say, I love hearing the way you guys analyze and talk about UK issues. You're not the Debbie Downers that a lot of folks in the UK media are right now. And it's a joy to listen to. I frantically refresh my podcast feed at 9 a.m. every morning. And keep up the good work. Speaking of Tar Heel country, Ian Jackson, decommit coming. All righty. Talk to you later. Yeah, there's been a lot of rumors about that, but thank Ooh. you so much for the nice message. And I hope you're, you're doing well in Tar Heel country. We, uh, we, just enjoy talking UK sports, I think, and hearing about Hoosier Dingus's life. That would be cool if um, he did decommit, though. I would be, I would be happy about that. He, did he ever reclassify either? That was always the word, but I, I don't think, think that ever actually happened. Yeah, I don't think so either. They were adamant that they weren't going to, and I think of most of the recruiting experts were adamant that, like, hey, I don't think he's going to. He's, they're all saying that they're not going to. I don't think he has, but I still think it was even whispered about. But yeah, I would I would take him if if he wants. You're gonna be losing Dillingham and Wagner after this year, so why not? A couple of my favorite topics: horse racing and cemeteries. I don't know if they're being sarcastic or not. It being Belmont Week, one of my favorite fun facts is the American champion and Hall of Famer Rufian is buried in the infield at Belmont with her nose pointed towards the finish line. She won eight consecutive stake races, never trailing and setting consecutive track records, also named American champion, two- and three-year-old. Her career was unfortunately cut short due to a catastrophic injury, but to this day, she's considered the queen of racing. She was even recognized by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 100 female athletes of the century, the only non-human recognized. So Friday during the Acorn Stakes, she won. Or Saturday, if they show the infield, know that the final resting place for one of the greatest female horses of all time. Wow, cool. look at that fun fact on the Thornton's text line. It's a great fun fact. Um, if we had a text of the day, that would that would be it. Yeah, very, very cool. I've heard, because I believe they have a, a ruffian stakes that they run. That's, that's a big race. So, um, yeah, good to know. Good to know. Um, uh, the Oaks winner, pretty mischievous. She's going to be up there. Um, in, racing in the Acorn Stakes at Belmont. However, the horse people I follow, uh, the smoke, not great for Belmont Park right now. So there was no training yesterday on the track. And there might not be racing or training today either, but uh, the forecast is looking optimistic that the level should be low enough for there to be racing on Friday. Uh, let's hope so. Yeah. Let's hope so. We don't need more people whining about horse racing. And Too much I, wind. And, and that's a little, you know, I know that horses dying yeah. is not necessarily whining, but their solutions are whiny-esque. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, a texture says, Too much wind? A song change in your backswing? Who does this guy think he is? Scooter <laughs> Woods? 
If you're playing from the blues, fluffing balls, taking mulligans, and scoring in the 90s and 100s, we shouldn't be too concerned about a little background music. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. You'll pump it. I don't mind text, text. I, I don't mind background music. I just hate when there's a song change in my backswing. That's it. I mean, you all both said that you didn't like music on the golf course yesterday. No, I said I I said I was indifferent, but I would prefer to not have it. Just because I think the yeah. sounds of nature are better. Yeah, I prefer. Uh, I'm, I'm. I can hear music all day. Can't yeah. hear nature uh, all day. Exactly. Just nothing like that third beer and then your favorite song comes on after you hit a good shot and walking back to the cart to it. Just one of the top human feelings that you can have. Unfortunately, I don't hit a lot of good shots. Uh, Scooch, you want to take this one? Uh, oh. Roush to sound like he had it. Yeah. Guten Tag, mein Freund. Uh, Alex Koga here, finishing up today's podcast from Zurich, Switzerland. Wow. Wow. Loving the PGA live golf talk because I was very in the dark about the topic. Are you sure DP World Tour is a golf tournament? Could have sworn as the title of one of Scooter's Twitter likes. Alex from Colga, that joke did cross my mind yesterday during that conversation, but just decided to let it be. I'm glad you're uh, in Zurich. My parents were there. They loved it. Had a great time. Um, brought home some Swiss chocolate, uh, which was great. And um, it, it also sounds like the, I feel like Zurich is a trip you make with just the wife and not the kids. So nice. Getting, uh, you do the vacations big, Alex from Colga. I appreciate that. That's uh, it's awesome. Very jealous. How long could you all teach a kindergarten class before quitting? Who would last the longest? Uh, uh, I think I could teach a t- kindergarten class. I'd probably last the longest. If that was my profession. Would you, Scoots? I think so. Yeah, I, I, I have a pretty high tolerance and patience when it comes to kids. Yeah, you're probably I Scoots, right. I think Scoots would be good at it. Yeah, yeah. I have some tolerance for my own kids, but others it might... Patients might run a little bit thinner, but we all we've we've been around kids. It's not like you'd throw us in there and we would be a fish out of water. We can make it work, and they'd be able to relate to having the same reading level. Exactly, exactly. Oh, we're finally at the Thornton's question of the day. If you were the guys who wanted caught Ellie De La Cruz's home run ball, what are you asking for, TJ? So, what are you asking for? I would, first off, that ball's coming home with me. Like, I'm taking, I'm getting security escort. I'm getting home. I'm keep, I'm keeping it for a little bit. And I'm, like, letting kind of the offers build. Or they don't build to a point that I like, and I wait for this dude to just have an, a monster career and then see where it turns into. And you may say, well, what if he doesn't have a monster career? First off, he's going to. This dude is unbelievable. And he just had an incredible game yesterday, a triple, a home run, he it, it just we talked about it to start the show. Ellie De La Cruz is a sensation, but I'm I'm holding on to it, and then I'm looking for probably six figures at, at minimum when I give that bad boy up. Also, if you're the Reds, I don't say this to be mean. I just say it to like be honest and realistic. Aren't you sending like the A team up to these guys? And not that the people they send up wouldn't qualify to that, but like. I feel like I know what maybe what we need to do to kind of convince this guy and having like a, attractive women go up being the ones to make the offer are probably going to make your chances a little bit better. Did you um, do, do, did you see what actually did happen, TJ? I didn't see the final conclusion. I did so, see like the video. I don't. I, didn't, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know the final details, but 
they did have some Reds officials go talk to the kids, and they were in the locker. Like his, he got his whole crew in the locker room posing for pictures with Ellie. I think that I could, especially at that age, I would have gone for what they offered, which was like meeting him and all that stuff. But I would also want to get his jersey. Like I would trade the baseball for his jersey, get the jersey signed, and then a thousand bucks. That like I know that that's not a lot, um, depending on what you could get for. But I'm also like that that experience and the kids and everything. That's I I, I would I would kind of do the not moral thing, but the kind of softy like I'm just here for the experience sort of thing and not trying to maximize the cash value on this awesome memory I had. I'm with you, Ralph. Just give me some signed memorabilia. I don't need any money. We're good. For the record, I'm not necessarily doing it strictly for the money. Like it's a piece of sports history. Like I, I, I want to keep it. Like it, I, you know, I want it. Yeah, I wanna, but I want to have it for a little bit. But I could be, I could be convinced to not. I could be convinced to give it up. But you're going to pay a high price tag for but it. But TJ, if the, if the roles, if the roles were reversed and you hit the homer and Ellie caught your home run ball, wouldn't you want him to give it back to you? I would, and I would make some offers for it. But also, you know, it. How important would it be to me? I would have to figure. I'd have to figure that out. I'd, and if it was really important to me, I'd pay a lot of money for it. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I. I would probably make a generous offer, and if they said no to it, then so be it. I wouldn't have my first home run ball. I'd, I'd get the second one, or I'd get the one that I could. Big whoop! It's a ball. That being said, yeah, I, that, I'm, that's I'm not. I'm not a major league athlete, so if I get that ball, it'd be a little cooler. Well, and and that's why for me, like it, trading the ball for the jersey. The jersey would mean just as much to me. I could wear it, and it, it just wouldn't have the monetary value. Like they, they just they hold the baseballs a little bit more near and dear to their hearts. I'm sure he wants that one. He smashed the ever loving Jesus out of it, and hell, his next at bat, dude hit a triple, and it wasn't even contested. Seven point seven seconds. That was amazing. Um, and. I, I mean, there was a time where it's like, is this dude going to hit for the cycle in his second game with the Reds? Uh, who ended up winning on a walk-off when another rookie hit his first career home run. And I saw a stat this morning. It was the first time two Cincinnati Reds have homered in the have hit their first home run in the same game since Hans Wobert and Mike Mowry in 1907. And the oh. pictures they have of these guys are just... I mean, they're paintings. They're not actual pictures. It's been that old. That 1907 Reds team was nasty, though. I can confirm, yeah. Uh, they were really good. Uh, not sure if you all saw it the past couple of weeks, but Big Blue Drew is trying to play next at Seneca Court. Got declined. This group of 10 people had with them. Don't let Big – they didn't let Big Blue Drew jump in. If that – that is – is that complete and total BS, or do the kids have a point? This was a big debate on Twitter, if you didn't see. I did see, just very quickly, those kids are in the wrong. If other people are up there to play, there's only one court. You need to you need to sink people in, and plus, people get tired. It's always good to kind of have a fresh rotation, anyways. You want as fresh as legs as possible. The worst thing in pickup basketball is just when it's like a layup contest. Yeah, that that I can't believe that they actually said that. I can't believe it either. And I think a kid was wearing a Saint X shirt. He's totally in the wrong. Shame on him. Did you see? There's a show on Hulu called Saint X. Are you going to watch it? 
No, I didn't see that. John here. Good morning, everyone. And yes, I'm up at 4.30. Wow. So Murray and Joker go into sold-out Miami Arena. Both put up triple doubles. And yes, they are the first to do so in NBA Finals history. We're watching greatness in the NBA playoffs this season. Side note, I feel like Cal and company will add three more freshmen to this team. Does that sound right? It does. Or am I way off? I guess I'm going back to bed for about an hour or so, at least, or at least to try. We'll got to go talk to you later. Cal Tucker thinks by Monday, it's probably likely you have all three uh, committed. Not 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 that necessarily all three will be on Monday, but he says it's not impossible by the end of Monday all three are committed. So maybe even before that, uh, he gave the ball back to them after the game. I forgot to answer yesterday's question of the day, the Bulgarians. That one made me laugh when I read it for the first time. <laughs> you all know anything about Ryan Lemon saying that Hugo was getting taken to school by the big manager on the team. Total and complete nonsense. And I don't think Ryan maybe meant it, but I – the way that it came off. Maybe he just meant yeah, like they did I, some run and he scored a basket or two and it was just like, whoa, look at that. That's kind of fun. But anybody he, that thinks that the student manager is giving the business to Uganda is just you're you're living in a different world. That that's not a reality that's actually happened. Quit it. You gotta quit it. Things aren't great for UK basketball right now, but please for the Pete stop. Big Ray's a baller. He did, he, he did yeah, he did dunk on Chris Livingston. Uh, during he's a huge dude. Like he's a huge dude that's got pretty good footwork. I didn't know he was Marvin Stone's kid. That's pretty wild in its own right. But and I don't doubt that. Like if he's doing a, like some yeah. drills or one on one with Ugo, that he's not going to have a basket or two. Ooh, they're probably running five on five, and he's getting some points. And yeah. I think I think to your point, TJ, he meant it to sound like is like you know this race rat guy. Like if they really need somebody, they could probably call him to be an extra body for him. They can convince him. Yeah, that's, uh, but that's instead, it just I came off it. the wrong way. That's the way that I took it. Not that like he was just dunking on him and making him look silly. We're out of time. By the way, that thread on House of Blue about that conversation is the one of the, that's an all timer. One of the funniest the great message threads. order ones. Oh okay. my gosh, it was so good. The guy was like literally panicked about this this Uganda Kingsley getting schooled by the student manager. All right, everybody have a great Thursday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin. Okay. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll and ride Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive Stealing the young girls' hearts Just like Jim